2: Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's time to get into the message. word.
3: Anybody else need a word? Anybody hungry to hear from God this morning? Bible says when you're hungry, he fills you. Come on, let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration emancipation and restoration every day in jesus name amen so god we say have your way get the glory out of everything today god i pray that you move by your spirit today god answer every question make our steps clear psalm 37 23 you say, you're the god that delights in the details concerning us order every step make everything clear for us today this is a month of fire and i pray that you set us on fire in this building set us on fire on every online platform Fire is a spirit, so it's not limited to a geographical location. It's happening in Denver. It's happening in Atlanta. It's happening in Miami. Everywhere that we are on three, hall of fire. One, two, three. Fire! And we thank you for it in Jesus' name grab a seat let's go to work so this month we're in this series called fire and what have i taught you so far that our god is the god of fire deuteronomy 4 24 says for the lord your god he is a consuming fire which means the word consuming fire it means to burn up it means to devour it means to dine to eat her and to go up let me back it up it means to burn up there's some things this month god says i'm about to burn up in your life And if I burn it up, that means it's not going to be a burden anymore. What if I told you every burden you walked in here with and every burden that you are looking at me through these cameras on with. What if I told you before this month is out, what was a burden is about to be burned up and it's about to become a blessing. Let's go. Then it means to devour. To devour means that it's going to consume something that's in front of you. To dime. This is what God did with Moses with the burning bush. When God wanted to have an interaction with Moses and a supernatural encounter with Moses, God set a bush on fire, but the bush burn so that god can have interaction with him pay attention whenever god wants to connect with you he will start a fire and the purpose of this fire is so that you can have a supernatural experience many of you have been praying god i just want to see something god says i'm gonna start a fire god i just want to know that you're there i'm gonna start a fire god i want you to say something to me i'm gonna start a fire you're about to have several supernatural experiences with god this month god says sit up and we're about to dine together and if we're about to dine together that means we're about to eat and if we're about to eat somebody say what's on the menu your enemies are on the menu God says I'm about to put everything that was coming against you on the table and we're about to eat please elbow somebody say let's eat already let's eat it means to burn up, to devour, to dine, to eat her, which means pay attention. God says, I will eat up anything that's in your way. I want you to think of God like Pac-Man. God says, I will eat up everything that's trying to block, everything that's trying to stop. I'm about to eat your anxiety up. I'm about to eat your depression up. I'm about to eat your low self-esteem up. You would have had it one month, but in the next month, it's about to be eaten up. Please holler, fire up! Last definition of fire, it means up. Everybody say up. Which means whenever God starts a fire in your life, it's because he wants to take that area of your life up. Now, by your praise, I'll know exactly where you're at. If there's only a couple of areas in your life that are on fire, you only have a couple of areas he's about to take up but there's some of you well, well watch me you've got multiple areas of your life that are on fire which means he's about to take your whole life up Now by your praise for everybody where everywhere you look you're like it's a fire over there it's a fire over there it's a fire over there I need you to recognize every area of your life is about to go by your praise where are you at I- please look at somebody and say every area is about to go up your body's about to go up your business is about to go up your finances about to go up your family's about to go up your thinking's about to go up your job's about to go up every area of your life is about to go it's about to go let's go to work the Bible says that he is fire which is why you can't rebuke him you cannot rebuke god this is why every time you feel fire in your life you're like this is the devil i rebuke the devil and some of y'all you try to get real deep i rebuke the spirit of this and the spirit of that and the spirit of this, and all these spirits are like who's she talking about we're not even over there who is he talking about we're not even messing with him because whenever fire shows up everything else has to leave because god is fire what if i told you what you've been dealing with lately ain't even the devil What if I told you what you've been dealing with lately is 100% God? And that's why you can't rebuke him. That's why you can't stop him. That's why you haven't been able to pray it away. That's why you haven't been able to shut it down. Because God is fire. And whenever I see fire, this must be caught. Bible says he is a jealous God. What does jealous mean? It doesn't mean that God wants what you have. What you have, he gave you. He doesn't have to be jealous of you. It means that he's impassioned. God says, I'm on fire about you. I'm passionate about you, which means I can't deal with passive people when my God is passionate. Let me help you understand some of your frustration. Is that you keep finding wet wood. You keep finding wet wood and trying to get them to be on fire and trying to get them to be passionate about you when you have a God that's always passionate about you. So you have to stop, watch me, trying to get other people on fire and just pray that God send you some people that are on fire. So when my fire get with your fire, your fire give with my fire, our fire get with their fire. Everybody round in on fire. Would you shake the hand of three people and say, everybody on fire. Everybody. Put it in the comments. Everybody on fire. Everybody on fire. Everybody on fire. Your children about to walk in your room and start praying for you. Your family's about to call you and start praying for you. People on your job are about to start cash apping you and blessing you. Everybody gonna be on fire. Let's go. God says, I'm passionate about you I'm not passive about you I'm so passionate about you, Jonah That if you do something I tell you not to do Watch me, I'm so passionate about you I'll arrange a shark I talked you this before I'll arrange a shark to come get you exactly where you are. So when they throw you overboard And you think you're about to drown I got a shark, I'm so passionate about you I'll let the shark swallow you but not bite you Oh my God is there anybody in this building beside me or online beside me? Well, you did some stuff you had no business doing and you should have got bit. You should have died. You should have lost everything. But he's so passionate about you. Please.
0: Somebody say he's
3: passionate about me. He's passionate. Watch me. He says, he says right, Jonah, I will make sure that there's a shark to come get you. When they throw you overboard, that shark going to swoop up. He won't bite you. He's going to do what's different than his nature. (laughs) His nature is to bite you. See, you should have died from who you slept with. Let's talk. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? Y'all ain't going to talk to me? You should have lost everything because you were dealing with a professional scammer. They should have taken everything with you. But God says, I'm going to make them act different to their nature. And I'm going to have them to watch me swallow you rather than bite you. And Jonah for 3 days and 3 nights you're going to be in the belly of this thing. Watch me. And the moment you get your act right. The moment you begin to say, "Lord, I should have did what you told me to do in the first place." I'm going to make that shark swim over to exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's going to throw you up at the right place at the right time. I'm not preaching to everybody, but for some of y'all, you've been in the belly of some sharks. You've been in the belly of some situations, and it's about to throw you up at the right place. at the. I wish you lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'll be in the right place at the right time. Let's go. I'm so passionate about you. 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 Other people think you should be thrown away, but I'll pick you right up. Other people won't do you right, but I'll do you right. I'm so passionate about you. Look at your neighbor and say, "He's passionate about you. I don't like the way they said it. Say it to somebody that'll put a praise behind it. say, "He's passionate about you. even when you run from god he'll run right into the club you went to and he'll be like this what we doing now you ready you ready he is this what this is why i can't do passive people i can't stand people that it's okay it's cool just be chill bro you too passive for me i need people who are passionate i need people that take it serious what if i told you that since your god is passionate god's about to make your group passionate too He's about to dismiss the passive people around you. And he's about to send you some passionate people. Come on, say, my circle is going up. Watch me. So God is fire. And what is fire? Fire, it transforms all that it touches so that it never goes back to being the same. And why is this significant for the month that we're preaching? And number one, you're in the month of September. Now, whenever you watch or listen to this message, these words will apply to you because John six sixty three says the words that we speak are spirit and they bring life, which means they're not bound by the uh, time of this month. So whenever you hear this, this applies to you. But this is especially uh, uh, profound for you and I today because we're in the month of September. Say September. Number one, September is the ninth month of the calendar year. Nine is the number of progress, productivity, fruitfulness, and birthing. Birthing means there's something that you got. Watch me. You started working on months ago that you're finally about to... You wrote the business plan months ago. You're about to get your funding. Okay. Okay. I don't like y'all's lack of faith in this building. I never you were working on something months ago, and what you were working on months ago is finally about to happen. Can we borrow a line from CC Peniston? Look at somebody and say, finally, it's happening for you. Let's go. But then it's a month, it's a month of, of, of productivity, which means I got to produce. To produce, that means I have to work. So for some of you, like, I seems like I don't get any time. Good. That means you're productive. See, whenever God wants you to be productive, he doesn't let you have a lot of downtime. This is why for some of you, your phones have been dry lately. You're like, "Eh, dang, ain't nobody calling me. God says, you got to be productive this month. I don't need you distracted trying to solve their problems this month. I need you to solve your own problems this month. I don't need you distracted with their issues this month. I need you dealing with your own issues this month nine shout nine in the comments drop nine it means to be productive it means to make progress to make progress means i gotta let go of one step to take the next step which means i gotta release this to get that and see, so you can get with this or, or, or you can get with that but you need to get with this because this is where it's at see i don't know about you but you me but my days of stepping back oh no those have come my days are stepping to the side. I ain't going to be able to do that. My days are stepping to the right. I ain't going to be able to do that. I'm only stepping one direction, 1115, and I'm stepping. And I'm stepping. Let's go. Let's go. It is progress. It is productivity. It is birthing. Watch me. And it's fruitfulness. And God wants you to be fruitful, he prunes you, which means God will cut stuff off of you. Nouns, people, places, things, and ideas. I need you to be okay with who didn't make the cut. Can I push it? Say, push it, Bishop. Good. Then I'll push it real good. I need you to hear me. Now, watch me. Watch me. I need you to be okay with the fact that everybody that walked into September with you is not coming into October with you. You need to be okay that it's about to be some position changes around you. You need to be okay it's about to be some changes in your job, some changes in who you run with, some changes in who you talk to, and I just need you to tell God this one thing. Say, God, I'm good with it. So it's the ninth month of the calendar year. But then number two, the month of September, while it's the ninth month of the calendar year, it's actually the last month of the spiritual year. You're about to go into a new spiritual year in just a couple of weeks. I'll teach about it in just a moment. Um, the year is about to change from 5783 to 5784. 5784, where's that from? From Genesis 1 and 2. Between Genesis 1, one and Genesis 1 two, there's a chasm of time that's an inexplicable amount of time that explains all of the things that many people say are unexplainable. It's not that it's unexplainable, you just didn't know how to read the text. Everything everything that, we see, everything that we see in the earth, everything that we see in the earth is literally, literally in there between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 because the Bible says in Genesis that the Lord called the land out of the water which means Noah's flood was not the first flood because there was already land that was in the water so he had to call it back up. That's why, that's why with Noah's flood he promised that I'll never flood the earth again because this ain't my first time doing this. I've started over before and I ain't scared to start over again. You ready but pay attention pay attention look at me y'all with me so so pay attention so 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 the the year is getting ready to change all right the spiritual year is about to go to five seven eight four say five, five seven eight four now which means while you're in the ninth month of the calendar year according to god i'm about to put a period on some things and i'm about to start a new chapter this isn't just a new sentence this is a new chapter and new chapters take places in different places let's go New chapters, you got new characters that are introduced. New chapters, I dare you to prophesy with your hands like you're about to flip the page and change chapters.
0: And
3: for some of you, you ready? It ain't going to be a new chapter, it's about to be a new book. Because there's a second volume in you. There's a whole nother you in you. Somebody shout period. Okay, I, I... So number one, ninth month of the calendar year. Number two, it's the end of the spiritual year. This month of September that you're in. That's why certain things feel like they're coming to a close. Mm. There's even some friendships. You're like, this just feels like this is about to come to a... You ready? That's just because the Holy Ghost is getting you ready. Because he says, I'm about to put a period on that. Because you need some friends that are actually friends and not leeches. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in 1115. You ready? So watch, but then, but then September, septum, S-E-P-T-E-M, uh, the Greco-Roman culture that created the month that we live in now, September, they created the name of this month. Uh, the Romans conquered the Greeks and then they had this conglomeration and convergence of culture. Septum, while it's the ninth month of the calendar year, September, every time you say it, actually means seven. Seven is the biblical number, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well, which means by the time this month is over, you're going to look around at your life. And say, nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. Nothing is lacking. And all is well. Now, Bishop, how does God do this? Because God does math different than we do math. See, when God wants to add something, He first subtracts. So you said, Bishop, it don't feel like nothing's missing. Oh, yes, check the subtraction. The subtraction is proof you're about to have supernatural addition. Hmm. Now 1115 I need your faith on 10 like mine today I need you to find the most on fire person close to you and tell them say God's about to add to your life Put that in the comments wherever you're at Why Here, I watched them subtract so I'm about to watch him add. But then but then whenever God wants to multiply he divides so some of you are looking at your life like, it's just so much division in my family. Good. Good. It's so much division in this area of my life. Good. Some of you are divided against yourself. Because one part of you want to do this. Other part of you want to do this. Another part of you want to do this. Another part of you want to do this. And some of you watch me, the division is in you. Mm. Which means if you feel divided against yourself, that means God's about to multiply you you're not listening so I'll make it plainer for you God says this was going to take too long to go the normal route so I allowed you to feel division in yourself, I allowed your thoughts to be divided, your mind to be divided, your feelings to be divided your emotions to be divided because I'm about to take the entirety of you and multiply you please touch somebody close to you say he's about to multiply you let's go Let's go, let's go, okay? So number one, ninth month of the calendar year. Number two, last month of the spiritual year. Number three, it means shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking all this well. But then a couple of days before we got to the month of September, I was praying about the month. Because I always pray about the month. I always want to make sure I tell the month what to do for me. It ain't going to tell me what it's going to do. He, numbers 1428, he'll give me exactly what he heard me say. Which means you ain't going to name my month for me, I'm going to name it for myself. I don't care what the world says and CNN and I don't care nothing about what you say. I'll name it for myself. I don't care nothing about what they're dealing with in politics. I'm going to name it for myself. Because if you read your Bible while Egypt was in an uproar, Goshen, where his people lived was good. And I came to tell some of y'all, stop looking at all the reports thinking, "Oh, it's about to be bad, Who is it's about to be negative. Maybe for them. Maybe for those that don't know the Lord. But as for me and my house... So, 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 so September is actually, it was named, this Greco-Roman culture, when they named September, they named it after their fire god, Vulcan, where we get our word volcano. He was their god of fire. Which means every time you say September, you're actually saying Fire. So why is this so significant? Because originally I was going to do this series in August. Because I was like, well, it's going to be hot in August. And so, you know, fire makes sense. It's hot. Like, you know, I just, it was deductive logic to me. Ghost said, no, I need you to move it. I need you to move it around. So I moved the series around not knowing why I did it. But because he orders my steps. Pay attention. God is so passionate about us that he'll order your steps. And you'll be doing stuff. And you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm changing this. I don't know why I drove this way. That's because there was an accident. He needed you to. They don't shout over here. I'll shout over here. I don't know why I had to go over there because God says there's something crazy that you were about to get caught up in. I don't know why this person ghosted me all of a sudden because God says what you didn't know is that they were sent to destroy you. So I made them ghost you. So You ready? So this is a month of fire which means after this month your life will never ever be the same now some of you may be saying Mr. Fulman I've heard that before you ain't heard me say it before and 1st Samuel three nineteen says and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground but let's keep it 100 even if I didn't say it every time you say September you say it and life and death are in the power of your tongue Let's go. Fire, what it touches, it never ever goes back to being the same. Hear me. Fire, though, is also paradoxical, which means it's simultaneously contradictory. Two things that seemingly are opposites are true at the same time. You ever been hot and cold at the same time? You ever been mad and happy at the same time? You ever been crying but filled with joy at the same time? Doesn't even match, doesn't even match, doesn't even match, which means fireworks like this antagonism, hostility, and opposition at the same time is producing passion, excitement, and zeal, which means when you antagonize me, you're actually making me excited. See, you should have stopped running your mouth because when you man your run your mouth, what it does is it actually gets me more passionate come here. Watch me. Hostility means to come uh, in such a way where they're dealing with you uh, in a way that's abnormally cruel, abnormally uh, uh, hostile. Pay attention. So when we look at David, you can see all of these things going on because David, his coming out party is a moment of fire. Let's start. Because David has been on the backside taking care of sheep for years for his father, but then the Lord anoints him in the midst of his brothers to be the next king. Right after he's anointed, he goes right back to doing the same thing. See, the true test of whether or not you're called and gifted is if you can know that you are created for more but still do less. You missed it, so I'll shout over here. I'll talk to those that talk to me. See, watch me. Never be so big that you can't do small well. Never be so arrogant that you can't deal with a look. Because if you can't handle a few sheep on the backside of a mountain, if you can't handle a few sheep in Denver, talk, if you can't handle this over there, if you can't handle this over there, you'll never qualify for your big. How do you know you're ready for your big? Because you handled your small well. Let's go. So antagonism. So this giant shows up his name is Goliath and Goliath is taunting God's people for 40 days and for 40 nights he's taunting them he's antagonizing them he's hostile towards them and he's opposition to them pay attention but while everybody else is running from Goliath David is running to Goliath because Goliath begins to talk crazy he gets hostile he, Goliath begins to say, uh, "Listen, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill all y'all. I'm gonna take all y'all down." He does this for forty days and for forty nights, which means this is a wilderness moment. It's interesting because sometimes the best fires start in the wilderness. Where do most wildfires start out in the? Okay, you'll catch it. See, for some of y'all, you're like, "God, what's going on? It seems like nothing is happening." I got you in a wilderness because I'm about to start a fire, and this fire won't be contained. It's about to be a wild. So wait, pay attention. Antagonism, hostility, and opposition. So the more Goliath talks crazy, David is like, I'm going to take your head off. See, is there anybody in the building online that's like me? Like, I wouldn't have done anything. But when you started coming at me like that, n- now I got to do something just to make sure you know, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Where my I left 15 crowd at? Would you look at your neighbor and say, God made them act that way with you? Because God knew you wouldn't get passionate until they antagonized you. You wouldn't get excitement until there was hostility. You wouldn't get zeal until there was opposition. You did such an amazing job at the 915. Just give me some stage to go back, okay? So say opposition. Opposition. Okay, come on, come on, come on, give me that. Okay, <laughs> no, no, now you're doing it weak, cause you. <laughs> okay, watch me, watch me, see, see, watch me. Regular people, regular people. When they deal with opposition, they say, "I guess God wants me to stop. I guess God don't want me to do it no more. I guess you know what? Maybe God's trying to tell me something. Yeah, He's trying to tell you. I need you to get some zeal." because instead of looking at your opposition, you need to look around your opposition and say, what's the opportunity that's on the other side? That t- oh, I know what you're trying to keep me from. There's a door back here. There's a door you're trying to keep me from, which means the more you try to stop me, the more I go forward. The more you're hostile with me, the more I go forward. And I'm gonna take your head off. You're about to take the head off of depression. You're about to take the head off of anxiety. You're about to take the head off of death. Can you prophesy with your body? Say, I'm about to take the head off. Let's go. At the same time. So whenever you have antagonism, hostility, and opposition, God says for you and I, it creates passion, excitement, and zeal. Say, same time, man. Same time. (laughs) Now, Now pay attention. God uses fire. Now, Here's why you have to get the revelation of fire. You have to get this 1115 in this building and line. Say, I have to get this. Satan doesn't control fire. Your enemies don't control fire. Look at Luke 12, 49. God says, I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. You'll notice something very unique about all the verses that I've given you. A majority of the verses that I've given you so far in this series is they have fours and nines in them. God plays the numbers. Four is the number to create or be creative, which means God says, I'm going to use the fire to create something. See, some of you are like, there's no way. I don't see how I'm going to get through this. So God says, I'm going to set you on fire, and I'm going to create the way. But then you'll notice nine. Nine is what? Birthing fruitfulness productivity and progress let's go i taught you on wednesday and sunday that god uses fire to do four things primarily number one he uses fire as your aegis which means he uses fire to protect you say fire protects me Let's look at the scripture, please. The scripture says in Zechariah 2 and 5, and I will be to her a wall of fire all around. Which means, watch me, there are certain things that God says, I'm going to keep away from you. And you're wondering why certain people, you know, I really wanted to be friends with so and so. And they did, I really want to be in their little group. I really want to do this. And it never worked. Because when they're not on fire, to touch you means they have to burn themselves. <laughs> See, you have a wall of fire up, which means the only way that people can get to you is they're going to have to hurt themselves. So if you try to hurt me, you're going to end up hurting yourself. If you dig one ditch, you better dig two and both of them for you. Y'all with me at this 11: 15. Right, mean a wall of fire, which means God says there's certain places you're going to go, and certain people will have to back up from you. And you won't even say anything. Here's what they're going to say. Your energy. That ain't energy. That's fire. Here's what they're going to say. It's your vibe. That ain't vibe. That's fire. Here's what they're going to say. You just too much. That ain't too much. It's just fire. And you can't handle the heat. So I'm going to need you to just back up and get the heck up out of my... But if there's a wall of fire around you, this means, watch me, that you will often feel isolated even amongst people. You will often feel like it's just you, even if you're amongst people, because God says, I got this wall of fire around you. That's not only protecting you, but this wall of fire is keeping you isolated so that you don't get contaminated. (laughs) See, the best thing you have is the moments that you have to yourself. You better hear me. You better enjoy the time you get to yourself. You better enjoy the time you get to drive down the street and don't have nothing planned. You just get to be by your... Is there anybody in this building or online? Watch me. As you continue to mature, you begin to enjoy time by yourself. You'll take yourself to dinner. And people are like, why you go by yourself? I just needed some time by myself. And I'm good with it because I'm too hot for most people to handle. I'm too on fire for most people to handle, and I'm not going to put my fire out. So I'd rather just do it by myself. Number two, number two, God uses fire to ameliorate you. This means he uses fire to make you better. Look at the screen. When scripture says in First Corinthians, or excuse me, Zechariah 13, 9, I will put this third into the fire. I will put, I will put. Which means God says, I'll create the fire and put you in the fire. So you can't rebuke the fire because you can't rebuke God. So I'm trying to just get you to step in the fire and have fun in it, instead of running from it. Touching every and say, you cannot run from this. Uh-huh. Say, because you can't run from God. I will put this third into the fire, which means God says, I only put certain areas of your life in the fire at a a particular time, but when I put all of you in the fire, that means I'm about to change all of you. If I put this in the fire, I'm about to change this. God says, I know how much fire you can take. Here's your praise, is that whatever fires you're dealing with, God's like, I already know your fire tolerance so while you're like this is too much i can't do it god is like you got this would you encourage somebody next to you you got about five more touch your neighbors at this 11:15 online would you tag somebody just touch them in the building online you tag them and just say this fire will not kill you say it's about to make you better I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. So to refine means to make you better and pay attention. I told you all my story last week about how I, uh, how I went to this uh, mine up in Idaho Springs. I was shooting this movie for Promise Keepers. And when I was shooting the movie for Promise Keepers, they gave me all this gold ore. And when they gave me all this gold ore, I thought to myself, I thought, wow, I said, you know, I'm rich. Because it was, it was like this, too. It was like big old gold nuggets. Right? I was like, let's go. I'm going to get some custom rings made. But listen, I was like, let's go. right?" And then, and they, and then they said, sir, um, uh, that's gold ore. It's not worth anything. I said, well, what do you mean? It's gold. They said, no, 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 no. There's gold in there, but there's a lot attached to it. So what we have to do is put it in the fire so that everything, watch me, that can't handle the fire, that it burns off. And you're gonna go from this to this now this looks smaller but it's more valuable y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me it looks like it's less but it's really more and for some of you if you look around you're like this is less than what i used to make but notice how you get more done this is not what i'm used to but notice that it's more valuable Oh my God, I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. So God says, I'll make you better and then I'll test you after I make you better. The same thing I used to make you is the same thing I'll use to test you, which is why sometimes you feel like you're going through the same thing again. Sometimes you feel, I can't believe I'm going through this again. I can't believe I'm dealing with this again. God says, that's because the same thing that I used to make you better is the same thing I'm going to use to test you. So I let you deal with a crazy person to make you better. Now I'm going to let you deal with a crazy person to show you how far you've come. Because the same thing I used to make you is the same thing I'm going to use to what? Test you. Number three, God uses fire to make you aware. In other words, anytime you pray for clarity, anytime you pray to know exactly what to do, God says, I'm going to start a fire. uh, 1 Corinthians 3.13 Each one's work will be clearly shown for what it is Look at me, not what you hope it is Not what you want it to be But for what it is You can think that's your ride or die until it's on fire You can think you're going to do that career for the rest of your life Until he sets the industry on fire Okay, let's go here You can think you're going to college for this until he sets that on fire He just needed you to show yourself completing something Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He says, I'm going to show you exactly what it is. In other words, you're going to see clearly. It's to be revealed with what fire. And the fire will test. Here's testing again. God likes to test because he can't trust until he tests. See, a lot of people, I can trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Here's the real question. Can he trust you, though? And the only way God knows he can trust you. Come here, Daniel. I got to put you in a lion's den and see what you do. Come here, Moses. I need to make you deal with a Pharaoh and see what you do. Come here, Joseph. I need you to go to a pit, into a slave, into a prison, and I need to see what you're going to do. I know I can trust God, but can God trust me? He says, in the final will test the quality, the character, and the worth of each person's worth. So God says, whenever you need clarity, I'm going to start a Fire. Number two, whenever you need to be better, I'm going to start a fire. fire. Number one, whenever you pray for protection, I'm going to start a fire. fire. I prayed this prayer since I was a kid of God protecting me, and I never really saw the totality of the prayer in motion until I saw all of the things he never let touch me. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. Here's our next praise, and everybody can't do this one because, because this requires a maturity. This requires those that know how to walk through fire. You ready? You ready? because I me. Mean, part of him protecting you was everything he did not let happen everybody you did not marry everybody that you did not becomes friends with every opportunity he delayed and every delay was to your benefit because he didn't want you to get can you release a praise from what god said no to thank you jesus you jesus number four number four god uses fire to advance you and accelerate you accelerate you excuse me which means to take you further faster so whenever god is like this is taking too long he just starts a fire okay please pay attention to me because some of you like god i just declare no more delay i just declare it's about to happen i just declare now is the time god is like cool you want it to happen now You want it to happen now? God says, you want to go further faster? So God is like, we about to come do this. We about to start this. Look at the screen. So God puts Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and puts them into a controlled fire and on Wednesday I taught you about a specific type of fire they use for forestry uh, called a controlled burn. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were these three Hebrew men um, that were friends with a man named Daniel. Daniel is watching and writing but he's not helping and I taught you last week and for many of you pay attention when God starts a fire he won't let certain people help you because he needs you to see he will be your help if I look at me I need you to free up every person that watched you burn and didn't give you no water I need you to free up every person that you're like you saw this happen and you didn't even try to help me what if I told you it was God that did not let them help you because God wanted you to see that he would be your help let's go let's go So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're thrown into this burning, fiery furnace, which means you pick the wrong punishment. Because who's fire? God. Who controls fire? God. So you put me into a fire means you're really just taking me closer to God. See, God is so passionate about you that even what they mean to try to take you out, God is like, oh, wait until you see how I work this. I'm about to work this like a part-time job. And you get to work remote. Listen. Listen. Y'all know y'all love remote working. Because <laughs> you don't be working. You be on Amazon. and I'm just messing. I know you work. It's somebody you know. You ready? I know. <laughs> That's good. All right. You ready? So King Nebuchadnezzar, who's the king? He's king of Babylon. Babylon captures Judah. Judah's the southern part of the kingdom. Judah means praise. Um, Tadrech, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, they are all friends. Daniel's watching because we're reading what happened to them in Daniel's book. So he's watching and recording, which means he's taking notes as they're going through it. And for some of you watch me, you're about to become the textbook of their study. I got Bible to back it up. And we are living epistles that are written unto men, which means they're about to study your life to see how to win. Mm. They're about to study how you overcame to see how to win. Don't be mad that you're a single mama. Another single mama's about to study you. Don't be mad that you have to deal with some challenges. Another man is about to study you. Don't be mad that people hated on you. Another person that's being hated on is about to study you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, Sarah, Meshach, and Abednego, um, the king makes this law that says, pay attention, he makes a law. Just because, pay attention to read me right through here. Legal don't mean right. Legal does not mean kingdom. Slavery was legal. Segregation was legal. Okay, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's go. So so he makes this law. This is every time the music plays, everybody got to stop and bow down. And they got to bow down. (laughs) When I come to your town, bow down. Everybody got to bow down. Everybody got to bow down. And worship this golden image of Nebuchadnezzar that he set up. They were like, Nebuchadnezzar is like, when you hear the music, don't worship your God, worship me. In other words, put something else in front of God. Let me help some of you all. Because you're like, I would never do that. Yeah, but you do it with your job. Because the moment your job plays the music, God's second. See how quiet it just got? You do it with your spouse because the moment your spouse got an attitude, now you don't want to praise. I wish you would. You, listen, you better say, look, baby, if you can't get with this, I'm going to need you to get out. You, look, matter of fact, I'll get out and walk. But what you're not going to do is come in front of my God because nothing comes in front of God. Some of you are mad at your kids. You can't even worship God today. That means you're bowing and putting something else before God. I need you to open your mouth and let 15 say, nothing goes before God. So, so Sarah, me, second, radio, like, we're not doing that. And they tell the king, they said, King, our God is able to deliver us from your hand. And even if he doesn't, King, we just want you to know you're not first. King was like, Let's talk about it. They said, We have no need to answer you in this matter. See, for some of you, you're about to figure out what you don't need to respond to. You responding to everybody's little funky opinion. Everybody, you ain't paying for nothing, so what you think ain't got nothing to do. Okay. Oh my God, you're about to figure out everybody's opinion doesn't deserve a response. Well, so-and-so's mad at you. She mad at me. That ain't got nothing to do with me. So-and-so got an issue with you. That's their issue with me. I don't have an issue with myself. And if you feel so strongly about it, say something. Some of y'all can't even hear the word today because you're thinking about somebody that sent you a text before church. I got your response. Be encouraged, period. Keep God first. Period. Because I ain't scared of no fire. Ready? Come on, we're almost there. We're almost there. So they get thrown into this fire. Because the king says, uh, um, okay, you don't want to do, make me first? Fine, I'm going to put you in the fire. For some of you, some of your suffering, some of your challenges, is not because you did something wrong. It's because for the first time, you did something right. You were just expecting a different response. Because you're like, if I do right, ain't right going to happen? So you gotta imagine, they like, and even if our God doesn't deliver us, King, we ain't for about buy down to you. You had to know that they were thinking, watch God finna get us, right? You ever been feeling real good about your, you know, just real good, like, watch what's gonna happen. And then they like wrap them up, tie them up. They tie it up. And as they walking over to the fire, they like, any, any minute, it's getting ready to happen touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. It's getting ready to happen. God ain't gonna let us go through this. We've been doing right. We're not doing crazy ratchet stuff. We're finally doing it right. But we're constantly getting closer to this fire. And it's getting hot in here. And they won't let me take off my clothes. It's, It's getting hot in here. And I can't understand why God ain't came through God, you have to come through before they put me in this. Oh my God, I'm in it and you ain't came through. But wait a minute, I'm in it, but it ain't hurting me. I'm in it, but it ain't killing me. In fact, I got free in the fire. In fact, a fourth man shows up in the fire. Y'all ready? Say, it was a controlled burn. He heated it up seven times hotter than normal. But you know why seven ain't a problem? Because seven means shalom. So this fire ain't gonna take from me. This fire is about to give something to me. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, this fire is about to add to you. So, so, so look, 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 it was a control burn. And the Bible says that in the fire, they become free. They went in there tied up. Nebuchadnezzar's looking because he's studying. Here's what you need to know. You always get more looks than likes. Like, don't nobody look at my stuff. Oh, they looking. Because haters never like, they just look. You about to give them something to look at. Oh, if they hated you when you was talking about it, they really going to hate you when you be like, and I got the keys to this junk. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. And didn't nobody do it but God. Say for your glory, it's for God. Let's, go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So the king heats it up seven times. The Bible says that they go in there bound, but they get free. All of, their, all of what bound them comes off of them. Then the Bible says that there's a fourth man that shows up. God shows up in the fire. Because what did he tell us in Zechariah? I'll be a wall of fire. Which means the fire ain't burning you because I'm your wall of fire. Which means what you meant to hurt me is helping me. What you meant to kill me is creating a better me. What you threw at me to stop me is actually what keeps me moving. What was supposed to shut me down is what set me up. Y'all still here? So the king's looking at him. The king's like, huh he calls his servants over he said didn't we put three dudes into the fire he said look here why do i see four question king why are you looking see you know what's funny this ain't for everybody it's for just four of y'all as much as they don't like you they show no thing about what's going on with you it's just for four of y'all there's too many of y'all responding They sure don't know every detail. King, why are you watching? Don't you have king stuff to do? Don't you have stuff you're supposed to do? Don't you have something else you're supposed to do? Why are you watching us? Because he was listening for screams but didn't hear it. He was, he was listening for them to say, please get me out. But instead, they didn't say nothing. You ready? Because when you're in a month of fruitfulness, your fruit's going to speak so you don't have to. Your results are about to talk for you. Your productivity is about to talk. God, I feel like preaching at this 1115. Somebody say, my fruit will speak for me. So pay attention. We're almost there. So we're almost there. Nebuchadnezzar he's he's like come here you three he called them out the fire you're not listening so I'll say it again (laughs) say your first and last name your name's about to be called some of y'all didn't say your name be obedient I ain't got time to play with you open your mouth and say your first and last name go your name's about to be called and you were in the fire But you're about to come out. Ah! You're about to come out. Your name's about to be called. Favor's about to find you. Opportunities about to open for. Let's go. Let's go. He called their name. He said, he literally called them by name. Look at the story in Daniel 3. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You three come here. I don't know who this fourth dude is. Which mean, watch me. God is so into the details. He said, you're not even going to know what to call me because you don't summons me. I want you, Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, because by the way, Nebuchadnezzar's name means protect my child. Which means even what's supposed to be what knocks me down is for my... At the end, And Daniel 3 and 30. How many days in this month? Talk, how many days in his mouth? Then, what do you mean then? They just had to survive the fire. Then, the one that put him in the fire promoted. Promotion means to go up. What's one of the definitions of fire? Up. Then the king promoted. Say your name. Say somebody else you want to see go up. Somebody say Bishop Foreman. Somebody say me. Somebody say Harvest shirt. somebody say yeah. Harvest shirt. If you got a business, say your business, name. Somebody keeps saying, God, wh- when, when am I gonna see results? When am I gonna go up? When is it gonna be my moment? When is it gonna be my time? God says, you asked to go up? I started a fire. Cause you know what fires do? People gather around fires. What if I told you your support couldn't show up until you were on fire? What if I told you your friends and your new group of friends couldn't show up until you were on fire? What if I told you who was about to pay your debt off couldn't show up until you were on fire? Shout fire. One, two, three. Fire. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, fire spiritual. We're almost done. Isaiah 4-4. It says, it says, come on Isaiah 4-4. He will Uh cleanse by a spirit of what? Fire. Fire there means force. God says, I will force some things to happen. Fire will force it to happen. Grab the gold ore, please. Put it all in your hand, please. There's a couple of little gold ore nuggets down there. Get them chicken nuggets. Me too. To be honest, I really like sauce. Give me some ranch and some honey mustard and barbecue and... The other little one, the Chick-fil-A sauce, also known as Red Robin Campfire sauce.
1: That's all
3: it is. See, some of y'all looking confused. It's, let's get back to the message. <laughs> y'all just have ketchup and mustard around here. Okay, all right, I got it. All right. Okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> Ready? Say force. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Fire is spiritual. And, and hear me. Um, if fire is spiritual, pay attention, that means it's not bound by natural law. It's not bound by time. Fire can go to your past to clean it up and go to your future to get it ready. It's not bound by location. A fire can start out there but make its way over here. It's not bound by distance, which means a fire can travel fast. This is why when there's natural wildfires, there's death. The reason that there's death is because it moves so fast. Certain people didn't have an opportunity to clear out of the way. And for some of you, your life is about to change so fast. I don't know who this is for, but on my right, your address is gonna be different by this time next week. Oh God, come on! But but look, but it's not bound by time, location, distance, nor natural expectations. The issue some people have with fire is that you, when you think of fire, you just think of destruction, and you just think of ash, ash, ash. You just think of ashes. Ashes represent what you used to have, but could it be that God says, "I needed to make"? Okay, let me sit down. This is what you have, and what is this gold ore? What is it worth? Nothing. You holding on to that so tight. Hold on to it as tight as you can. I mean, you holding on to that, and I know why you holding on to it. Do you know how hard you had to fight to get nothing? Do you know how hard you had to fight to get this? Do you know all the hell you had to go through to get this? And so now that you're talking about your next? you're like, well, God, just just give me my next, but let me hold on to my now. And God says, that's not how this works. So what I'm going to have to do, because see, watch me. I'm trying to give you this. I'm trying to give you something that's better than what you have. But you have to release this so I can give you this. Now this, this, watch me. This doesn't weigh as much, but it's more valuable. This isn't as big, but it's more valuable. And for some of you, here's what you don't even understand about fire. Fire is going to teach you how to get more done with less. Because all you have is a bunch of dead weight. It's not much value. You're like, but look at all of what's in my hand. God is like, that ain't that much. But since you wouldn't voluntarily give it up, I had to start another fire. Cause since you wouldn't do it voluntarily, I'm gonna set your hand on fire and I'm gonna force it out your hand. That's good. Ready? You're not listening, pick them back up for me. Pick them back up. I'm I'm gonna show you. You're holding on so tight to what you have that you underestimate what God could do if you'd release it. You holding on to that $100 offer like, this is my $100. God is like, I'm about to get you 10000 They don't shout over here. I'll talk over here. You holding on so tight to them little friends that the truth be told, you're a friend to them but they're not a friend to you. So God says, since you wouldn't You ain't gonna release it? You will to release it? Release it? Release it? You ain't gonna release it? Okay, the man of God preached, come on, release. Your it, then you you ain't gonna release it? Okay, I'm gonna force it up out your hand. Because fire is a force. Put it on the screen. Fire is a force. Please say fire is a force. Say fire forces some things to happen. Which means, you ready? Fire is not bound by natural laws, time, location, distance nor natural expectations. So you think it's going to be ashes as if something bad has happened when really the ashes only represent the old you. Okay, let me see if I can say it another way. The natural expectation is that if something is set on fire, that means that something bad happened. Something was destroyed instead of created. But if you study anything about fire, even if you look at the wildfires going on in, on the earth today, you recognize that when they go study it, they'll say, and now we discovered this new mineral and we discovered this new material and we discovered this because the fire created some things. But to create some things that had to destroy some other things. Let me see if I can make this plain. There's, 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 there's a mythological creature in history that teaches us this principle. Say I'm a phoenix. Come on, say it with the authority. Say, I'm a, I'm a phoenix. Now, the phoenix is not a real bird. It doesn't actually exist. Phoenix, Arizona, it's named after a mythological creature. Atlanta, Georgia, the bird that is the city that represents the bird is actually a phoenix, which explains to me why that's our next. Mm. Yeah. Why? Why? Because what the phoenix would do, it's a mythological creature, and God uses natural things to teach us spiritual principles. A phoenix it literally means these things to go up. That's the definition of fire. It means to rise. That's the definition of fire. It means unique and remarkable. Let me see if I can make this as plain as I can for you. Whenever God wants you to go up, pay attention, look at what the phoenix does. Because the phoenix is interesting. What the phoenix actually does on the next one, please, is the phoenix sets itself on fire I'll talk over here the phoenix sets itself on fire okay which means the phoenix recognizes who I was was good enough to get me to where I am but I gotta become somebody new to get to where I'm going So a phoenix don't wait on God to do it. A phoenix sets itself on fire. And then it reinvents itself. And it renews itself. So literally, literally what a phoenix would do. Say a phoenix. Phoenix. A phoenix, it meant up. It meant to rise. It meant unique and remarkable. See, you are unique. Look at me. You are not like everybody else. Say, I'm not like everybody else. Here's what the enemy does when he wants to put your fire out, is he makes you begin to compare yourself to something else that's unique, but you're incomparable. Which means the worst thing you could do is compare yourself to somebody else, because if you're unique and they're unique, while there may be similarities, we'll never be the same. Let me make it plain. Stop thinking your life isn't great because you're comparing your life to somebody else's life. But you're unique, which means you're not going to be like everybody else. You said, well, she had it while she was 30. Great for her. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Well, they did it when they were this. Great for them. That does not have anything to do with you. You are unique, which means your story is going to be totally different. I need you to encourage somebody because they've been trying to be like other people. And God says, I don't want you to be a duplication of somebody else. I want you to be uniquely you. Touch your neighbor say, you are unique. And not like everybody else remarkable remarkable re again mark able which means god says you're like a phoenix you can make another mark again you know what many people get scared of is starting over and the truth is you're not starting over the truth is you don't have what you think you do It's got quiet in the building re say again mark say mark able which means No matter what you are put in, you made a mark over here, you're gonna make a mark over there. You're like, I don't know how I'm gonna do in a new career field, you're gonna make a mark. I don't know how I'm gonna do in a new city, you're gonna make a mark. You're able which means wherever you put me, I'm about to make a mark. Wherever you put me, I'm about to make a difference. There's nothing you can put me in where I am not re able So the phoenix sets itself on fire. And there's a scripture um, that uh, shows us this principle with a man named Elisha. Say Elisha. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elisha's doing good, so he thinks. Uh, He's doing good. He's doing the family business. And the family business is is ox herding. Um, But then there's the man of God, Elijah. Pay attention. Let me be your Elijah today. There's a man in God, Elijah, and Elijah is kind of going through some changes. Elijah, now, this ain't me, but Elijah is going through some changes. Elijah is like, Lord, I'm done. He's like, Lord, I'm done with your people. I don't want to be, no, I don't want to be your spokesman no more. Elijah is like, I'm done. So God says, I have somebody else that you're going to transfer your fire to. Now, just just be clear. That's not what we're doing today. I just want to give you some context, all right, because I'm good. I'm just as fired up today as I was when I started. You got it? Okay, and then if I'm not, I'll come live from the beach. Listen. <laughs> like, prayers live from Puerto Rico tonight. Prayers live from South Africa tonight. When Bishop coming back, when I'm back. <laughs> so, he, come on, I'm just playing. All right, let's go. And then the Lord told him, Elijah, to travel to Damascus. Damascus means what? On fire. Verse 19, so Elijah found Elisha plowing a field. There went with him 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team, right? So there's two ox per team, so that means he's on the 23rd and the 24th. He was in 23, getting ready to go into...
0: Ready?
3: Ready? Which means he was at the end of that. Come on, y'all. I need you to encourage you got at least six more touch your neighbors, so just get over it and be good. You gotta do it in the comments. You gotta touch somebody that's watching with you live online. Just touch them, say you're almost to the end of that. Wait a minute, that deserves a 30-second shout right there. That deserves a 30-second praise right there. That you're almost to the end of that you're almost to the end of that struggle you're almost to the end of that problem you're almost to the end of that issue let's go <laughs> so Elijah went over to him who am I today for you? And truth is I'm always your Elijah right? I'm your shepherd. I'm your Elijah. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. Uh, let me, somebody got a cloak? Got a jacket? Let me, can I get that jacket up off for you? Bryce says, you got a jacket too. You hot, ain't it? Got a hoodie and a jacket. Come here. I know you are hot. You're on fire. Ready? So Elijah walks past. Pay attention. He walks past him and he throws his cloak on him. When he's at the end of something, Elijah shows up and said, I'm announcing you're next. He didn't know he was at the end of that because in his mind, he was just gonna go through another cycle of the same. But God was about to interrupt his cycle. God was about to interrupt his circle. Come on, Leopardy, we gotta go. But just say, my cycles are ending. My circles are ending. So look, he walks away. Elisha left the oxen. When did he, which one was he on? 23 and 24. So there was a major change in his life going on. <laughs> Lent 15. Y'all don't know your shout cues. So I'm going to teach you. Somebody say, my whole life is about to change. go Elijah left the ox and ran after Elijah and said to him first let me go kiss my mom and them goodbye I added that part my mama and them uh-huh. he, he says let me kiss my father and mother goodbye then I will go with you Elijah replied Elijah said going on, on back but think about what I just did to you in other words he's saying don't miss this moment you want to know what some people are afraid of they're, they're afraid of failure can I really, if you go, none of, we shouldn't walk in fear. But can I tell you, if you go in fear, pick this to be in fear. Be scared of being in the same place the same time next year. I ain't scared of failing. I'm scared of being in the same predicament this same time next year. I'm not scared of failing. I'm scared of not making no progress, being productive, or being fruitful. You ready? Yes, sir. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay. He says... Don't miss this moment. Because you may not get it again. This is a window of time. Because guess what, Elisha? If you don't do it, give me that thing back. See, some of y'all, other people didn't. So you're about to get... Give me something else. Give me something else. Thank you. Thank you. You're about to get... stuff give me a give me a bag come on here you're about to get everything they wouldn't get everything they wouldn't do run me something you about to get everything thank you all thank you all you about to get everything you are about to get everything since they said no god collected their stuff and you're one yes come here you're one yes about to get you all of that. Come on, let's go old school Pentecostal. On three, holler yes, Lord. One, two, three, yes, Lord. Say it again, yes, Lord. Say it again, yes, Lord. Now clap your hands and tell them yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. yes. My one yes is going to get me all of that. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody stand in the building and on line. We're about to go. If your legs work, stand in this building and on line. And when you stand up, just throw, just throw, just go back and just holler, Yes, Lord. Look. Don't miss this moment. You've been sewing. I'm about to give you the bag. Don't miss this moment. You got to never touch your neighbor, but touch him kind of aggressively and say, don't miss this moment. Look, verse 21. Verse 21. Verse 21. So Elisha slaughtered them. What? His ox. He killed. You can't live because of what you're scared to kill. That's a whole word, ain't it, though? I'm done. I think that's enough preaching for the <laughs> Y'all that worked me today. I lost 18 pounds up here. You ready? So, Elisha slaughtered them. He was like, I'm, not, I'm a phoenix. I'm not afraid to kill what I know. Because the truth is, you ready? You ready? Because the truth is, I knew there was more than these ox in me in the first place. I just didn't have a way out. So Elijah showed up and gave me a way out of what I've been trying to get out of for years. Ah, Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Y'all excuse me. I'm about to have a shout by myself. (laughs) Let's go let's go let's go he slaughtered them he used the wood from the plow to build a fire he slaughters them then he takes his plow and he sets it on fire he said because i'm not going back i'm not i'm not i'm not open your mouth and say i'm not going backward then he passed around the meat to the townspeople, and they all ate. So not only did he kill it, then he cooked it. Can I help? Can I give you Revelation 11:15? See, I like the 11:15s because it gives me a little bit more time because I'm not backing up against the calendar, calendar, the uh, clock, which is a calendar because it tells you where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be
0: there.
3: I was right the first time. Listen,
0: <laughs>
3: I'm just messing. Ready? Ready? I killed it. But the truth is, is it was supposed to be distributed. Which means, God says, I've been letting you stack so you could sow. Because your seed here is about to prepare your harvest there. I let you sow in that relationship, you're about to reap it in your, I let you sow on that job, you're about to reap on your. He gave me to the townspeople and they all ate. Say everybody about to eat. Now I know some of you may get kind of tired of talking to your neighbor. It's okay. Church ain't about you proverbs 18 21 death and life for the power of your tongue matthew 18 wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything it should be done for them so when we come to church it's not really about us it's about god so just give him what he wants if i come to your restaurant and i order some stuff don't say i know you ordered the pizza but i'm going to bring you some chinese food i don't want no egg food i don't want no sesame chicken i don't want no egg drop soup with two wontons no egg roll i know my orders you don't just bring me what you want to bring me. Give me what I ordered. So if he orders us to talk, we're going to give him what he ordered. If he orders us to agree with somebody online, you type in the comments and stretch your hands towards me, we're going to give him what he ordered. You ready? So let's give him what he ordered. And they all ate. Now, now listen, here, here's, here's what you got to make sure you're around. Some people that are just as fired up as you online, got to make sure. I need you to make this declaration to them and just tell them, say, we all about to eat. We all about to eat. Hear be harvest. Everybody connected to harvest. We all about to eat. And we about to eat good. We are about to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then he went with Elijah. Well, what am I going to be doing? Don't worry about all that. See, here's some of y'all's problem why you won't set yourself on fire. You want details. Set yourself on fire. He you sets himself on fire. He literally, this is lighter fluid, for those of you who can't see. This is lighter fluid. Oh, lighter fluid. He sets himself on fire. Because if I do it, that means, that means if I get to do it, this means God doesn't have to do it to me. Either way, it's going to happen. Better I be good with it than fight it. Say, I can't fight the fire. Gotta go to Then he went with Elijah. No details. No 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 comp plan. No benefits plan. No 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 details. Somebody say no details. No details. 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 Because God is like, all I need you to do is do what I said. No details. No details. details. Well, Lord, if I do this, what you gonna get? See, for some of you, this is why your faith is having challenges right now. You want details. Yeah. You won't set it on fire yeah. You because know, you want details. Then he went with Elijah. They don't have no discussion after the party. They bring all these people around to have a going-away party for Elisha. And they eat. And they do all that. And then Elijah's like, let's go. He's like, okay. No details. Then he went with Elijah. As his assistant, as a servant, which means he says, at least I used to run these ox. When I set myself on fire, when I set myself on fire, I go from a place of running something to being ran. What if your next form was gonna be bigger but different? I'm gonna try to make it as you're so used to doing it one way that God is like, no, I'm going to set you on fire. And you're going to do it a whole nother way. It's going to be a whole nother life because I'm about to reinvent you. I'm done. Let's go. Elisha, you're used to herding ox. I'm about to have you lead people. You're used to paying taxes. You're about to speak to the king and you're going to be exempted from your... I'm about to reinvent you. Everybody that knows God is in the process of reinventing you. I'm going to give you nine seconds to release a worship and a praise right there. Ready? Go. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. He's reinventing you. He's reinventing you. Your is about to change. Your seats about to change. Your titles about to change. Your address is about to change. Your office is about to change. Your life is about to change. What you drive is about to change. Where you live is about to. Ah! Let me just hear just the voices, just the voices, just the voices. He's 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 reinventing you. 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 And here's what I need you to tell him. Say, yes, Lord. I, I need you to be okay with it. Some of y'all fighting him. Here, get the gold ore the, the gold one more time. We're done. He's trying to reinvent you. He's like, okay, come on. But you, you hold it on. Let me get that up off. Come on now. I ain't finna fight you. Look, I ask you nicely. And I need you to get out on there on that stage. I'm sorry, I hear yeah, you sorry all right. <laughs> so he said, fine. I'll just set it on fire then. <laughs> and while you're trying to figure out, God, how are all the pieces of my life going to come back together? He's like, those pieces aren't. Because I'm giving you some new pieces. Don't worry about this! Woo! Don't worry about this! We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Heads about eyes closed. We have to stop. We have to stop. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. come on liberty we gotta go it's about eyes closed if you need to become a Christian nothing that I just preached applies to you if you're not saved. secondly if you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him today's your day to come back third like bishop I don't know where things stand with God I want to be sure if that's you in this building or online if you're online you're going to slip your hand up through the hand wave emoji or say it's me in the building you're just going to raise your hand right? don't do a hand wave emoji if you're in the building I need to see you God wants to see you. Bishop Foreman. this is between me and God. I don't have to do it in front of y'all. Not true. Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he'll deny you. So online, you're in a safe place. When you're at Harvest and when you're at Bishop Foreman, you're safe. There's not a lot of safe places in the world anymore. But when you're here, when you're at Bishop, when you're at Harvest, you're in a safe place. In this building online. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure hands up in the building. Do the hand wave emoji. Say, it's me on three. One, two, three. If that's you, just respond right where you're at. Respond right where you're at. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. You're reinventing me, and I tell you Yes. Tell them, and I tell you yes, in Jesus' name. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, scan the QR code or text HARVEST to 55498. Let us know that you did that. I want to get a message into your hand called What Next to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. Most harvesters have never actually ever been in a building. Isn't that amazing? We didn't even know before coronavirus, this hybrid and apps and online. We didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was preparing for. I was like building an ark. And other people say, you need to do this, need to do this. I'm like, no, I'm supposed to do this technology thing. And to God be the glory uh, that God has um, 2,366 people this year alone that have given their lives to him. That's amazing. You can't fit that into this building. But to God be the glory for that. If you need a shepherd and you know I'm your shepherd, connect, be a part of the family. Text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code on the screen. What do you mean a shepherd, Bishop? God says, I give you shepherds after my own heart. You needing a pastor is God's idea, not mine. It's God's idea. And God says, I'm going to make the right one for you. I need somebody that's going to know how to be sophisticated and have a teaspoon. I need you to have somebody that when they speak, it makes you think. I need you to have somebody that pushes you out of your comfort. I will create the right shepherd for you to make sure you become everything I've created you to be. And So if you know that God's created uh, me to be your shepherd and you to be my sheep, let's go. All right. Let's text harvest to 55498. Five, you can be a part of the family. He gives you shepherds after his own heart. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, get that ready. I heard the Lord say this just a second ago. Our, we're going to do a totally different seed than what we did at the 1115. I'm sowing it both. Our seed is going to be both 19 and 21. So it's 40 at this 1115 experience. That's our seed to seal this word today. 40 is the biblical number of a wilderness. And where do fires get started more often than not in the natural? In wildernesses, in wild places. That's our seed. What do you mean our seed to sow to seal? Whenever a word speaks life into you, 1 Samuel chapter 9 teaches us that we sow to seal that word. We sow to seal that word. Right? And so you said, Bishop, I don't have 40. Get as close as you can to it. Bishop, I want to sow more than 40, sow more than 40. Bishop, I want to do 400, do it. I want to do 4,000, do it. Just make it a cool 40 if you're going to do that. (laughs) But whatever you sow, get as close as you can to that. You give seed to the, you can use the cash app, Donald sign, Bishop Form with the number two. Did y'all get some out of this word today? My goodness. My goodness. My, 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 my. You can use text to give. Text him out to 84321. Tap the link when you see Harvest Church or you're into Harvest Church when you see the V. That's where you want to be. If you see another Harvest that don't have the V, that ain't us. We ain't changed the logo. Is this y'all? Do you see the V? If you don't see the V, that's not where you want to be. If you want to mail your seed, mail it. P.O. Box 44100 for Aurora, Colorado, 844. Or Atlanta, Georgia, PO Box 14604, Atlanta, Georgia 30. It's on the website. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's 303. What is it? Is it 30324? Don't worry about it. Just send it to a rule. All right, we good. I love you. 11:15. Replays today at five and six. Prayer tomorrow night at seven. I'm excited about the rest of this month for you and for us. Lift your giving to the Lord. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I seal this word now lock it in me God I'm a phoenix you're reinventing me and I'm good with it by the time I exit this month I will be a brand new me in Jesus name amen Masters are Passing here at Grape Street. Let's be cheerful as we give today. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people,
2: and love life. Don't- Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So...
1: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>